0: Hello, and welcome back to another FACT Podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique, a chiropractic technique based on breathing and movement. Well, today is the middle of the week, hump day, it's a Wednesday, and I thought I would just throw out before I do my usual weekly uh, podcast, I would throw out a little uh, input that I've been putting on my Facebook for the you know, last two years, when it comes to the mitigation uh, policies we've been doing with kids. Locking kids away, making them wear masks, plastic shields, and all that. And that is immunity debt. Immunity debt, D-E-B-T, like a debt you owe somebody. There's a nice little article that's been floating around in The Lancet. That's like the big deal medical practice journal in the United Kingdom. And pretty much considered a a good source of information. And there's a nice little uh, editorial in there about it. Plus, there's there's some articles out there if you really look for it. So what is immunity debt? Immunity debt means that if you don't have some type of seasonal exposure to various bugs at low viral loads, at low numbers that when you are presented with this bug, your immune system hasn't seen it in a while and could become overwhelmed as the bug infects you and uh, gets you sick. So basically, our immune system is designed to constantly taste, constantly reach out to the environment. There's plenty of bugs out there right now. The flu, COVID, um, enterovirus, OC43, and NL63, 229E, HKU1, you know, those coronaviruses that you've already had and you knew and, you know, you weren't upset about until this year. Um, Those coronaviruses are out there and you're getting those. Enterovirus, rhinovirus, different bacteria, fungi, mold, spores, all those are uh, all over you. And your immune system constantly reaches out and touches those and you know makes antibodies or makes some T cell memory so it can come back and recognize it as a foreign invader and smash it eat it chop it up so what we've done because we got so freaked out about covid is isolate those with a strong immune system those with a thymus gland that's where the word T cell comes from thymus cell we isolated those people that have those, that's zero to 12 years of age, those with thymus um, glands, our thymus uh, gland doesn't work. Our uh, organ does not work. Our thymus organ does not work. Um, It's shrunk down at our age if you're in your 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s. So we've uh, taken the strong immune systems out of the herd, hid them, and of course now we're manipulating them Um, Yesterday was the first day that they allowed the jab for five-year-olds, and uh, we won't go into the comments of that yet. Um, That's a long podcast, Um, but let's just talk about immunity debt, the coming plague. There was a book written some time ago, 1994, I believe, called The Coming Plague. You can find it, probably get it for 50 cents at a used bookstore, but it basically said because of unclean water and antibiotic use and other things that oh, because we're using antibiotics for everything that um, pretty soon these bacteria will become antibiotic resistant. That's why they've started to yank um, um, antibacterial soaps, you know, off of uh, your uh, of your sink because. You know, we're realizing we're actually creating stronger bugs if you fully sanitize your hands. Well, sorry, soap and water do kill bacteria. You just need regular uh, soap and water. And even the uh, the antibacterial ones do not fully eradicate the, the bugs on your hands. Um, we'll gross you out later in another podcast about what you really look like. So what does this mean, immunity debt? It means that if we don't get our kids out there to, t- to taste the environment, that they're going to get really sick. And by indirect assumption or assessment that the bugs are going to get slowly stronger because there's nobody out there beating them up. So they mutate up in uh, virulence, not mutate down or stay the same. Wow, that's a big deal. So just want to cover that a little bit. Want to just get that out there. That, you know, your kids need to eat a little dirt, drink water from the garden hose outside, play in the garden, play in the sandbox at the community center, and variously be around a lot of kids and wrestle with them, share dolls, chew on the corners of a table, all those things that children used to do up until two years ago. So what does this mean? Well, RSV, which is nasty, RSV does kill Um, respiratory syncytial virus does kill little kids. And because we've not out there, we've now created a stronger version of it. And it's not going to affect me as much as it's going to affect newborns and younger infants um, in the, you know, zero to two, maybe zero to three years of age because they're the ones affected by it. So because we were afraid of a cold that does not affect... Zero to age eleven does not affect zero to age fourteen, at least in the Minnesota statistics that I'm putting out um, that you know it, it's ninety nine point nine 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 survivable, but RSV is can be deadly for kids. It was deadly in two thousand and eighteen, deadly two thousand and nineteen. You know, you know, flu and RSV disappeared because I think they were overcalling COVID. That's the only explanation you can have. You know, bugs like this don't disappear. And now that they've changed the way that they actually test for uh, COVID, RSV is everywhere. Um, I'm not getting into that battle one way or the other. Um, honestly, could care less right now, except that the people out there, because of their mitigation standards have not only weakened their kids' immune system, but their neighbors and their communities. And the little babies will suffer for it. Um, The number of infants in the hospitals, right now in Minnesota, for non-COVID respiratory viral infections, which is gonna be flu and RSV, has skyrocketed. We haven't seen numbers like this in years and years and years and years. And winter is not here yet. Winter has not come to Minnesota. Um, it may come this weekend. It may hit 31, but the real winter is going to be December, January, and February, and I will be praying. i also be praying against the stupidity of leaders and so-called scientists who can't read PubMed, can't read their basic biology book, and never took critical thinking, and now we're paying the price because you thought your keyboard, these keyboard jockeys thought they were so smart. Following a political thing instead of science. And we still don't know a lot about COVID 19 because we're not doing the work, and we should do the work of why it affects the ACE2 receptors in some more than others, and even in apparently healthy people. Do they have genetically weak ACE2 receptors? Were these people going to have type 2 diabetes in 10 years? Were they going to have um, high blood pressure, you know, um, hereditary, quote-unquote, high blood pressure because they have janky ACE2 receptors? We we haven't done the work. We're too busy making this a political thing instead of being smart, keeping the kids out there because they're not getting hurt, and now we may be giving them something that's weakening them. One thing we did do to weaken them is the mitigation policies. You should know better people. And I, give, I, I put full onus and full responsibility on those who should know better. And if, you, if your excuse is I can't read medical textbooks and I can't read that stuff, you have Google. Just take your time. You spend more time watching Netflix series than you do learning how your immune system works. Take your time to learn this so you're not going to be taken advantage of. And learn a little bit about immunity debt. And this has been another fact podcast.